Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Ellen DeGeneres, Kanye West, Sharon Osbourne, Lamar Odom, O.J. Simpson, Janet Jackson, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back after these messages. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Champ, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show, you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. Six five six and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the N Y is a cloudy 65 degrees before i get started with the first story of the day i'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening out here thank you once again for joining me on this wednesday afternoon so how is everyone how 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 you know this was memorial day weekend memorial day was on monday so i hope everyone had a rested holiday and uh, it, you know one thing about i like about having a, a holiday on on a monday it gives you a short week here it is already, Wednesday, two more days until Friday, and then the weekend's back again. So uh, that I always love when the holiday falls on a Wednesday. Well, how is everybody doing? Um, this week, Hollywood goes candid. And what I mean by that, a lot of celebrities are talking about um, some very, they're being open and honest about things that Happens had happened in their lives. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres and Kanye West are just two of the celebrities who uh, went on uh, David Letterman's uh, new show, 
which is coming out this week, where they talk about, well, Ellen talked about being uh, allegedly sexually abused when she was a teenager. Uh, they are appearing in the upcoming episode of the Netflix show My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Uh, Kanye West is also appearing on the show this week as well as he opens up about his bipolar disorder and just about managing his mental health overall. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, Sharon Osbourne is fed up. Uh, she talks about um, being tested by her husband, Ozzy Osbourne. She was open up on the uh, the talk this week about how uh, she is uh, it's, it's taking a toll when it comes to her husband's health and his illness and his accident. She's opening up on how it's taken a toll on her and how she uh, had recently revealed that she's battling depression. And we're going to be talking about that. Um, also, Lamar Odom um, has a new book out. He has a memoir, and he talks about everything in that book, about his um, his marriage to Chloe Kardashian, um, his cheating, the drugs, you name it. So he gets honest and open and candid, and uh, we'll talk about that as well. Also, O.J. Simpson, former manager, he's getting ready to shop a uh, documentary that explores the theory that the NFL star didn't act alone when it came to uh, when he allegedly murdered his wife, Nicole Brown, and her friend, Ronald Goldman, over two decades ago. We're going to be talking about that. And also, Janet Jackson reveals some, uh, some news that stunned fans when she was on a, uh interview with a BBC reporter. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, uh also this week, uh, again, R. Kelly is in the news. Uh, he's reportedly being uh, being set to testify. Well, his his accusers are reportedly being set to testify before a federal grand jury this week. Also, um, Meek Mills is lawyering up because he was faced with that racial discrimination when he was in Las Vegas when he was denied entry at a hotel. Also this week, uh Oh, also this week about uh, Luanne de la Sette. Uh She's got her own legal dramas going on. You know, the Real Housewives of New York City uh, had, uh, she violated her probation by uh, drinking alcohol and uh, she is taught, and they had to, you know, arrest her. So uh, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Yes, Hollywood is getting candid this week. Uh, they are talking about their lives, their past, and just just things that we never knew of. And one in particular is the upcoming episode of the Netflix show, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Ellen DeGeneres opens up about the alleged sexual abuse she suffered as a teenager at the hand of her then stepfather. The beloved daytime talk show host told Letterman her mother, Betty DeGeneres, got married to a very bad man when 
DeGeneres was a teenager. Soon after, her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, and one of her breasts was removed. Uh, Ellen said that her stepfather manipulated the surgery and her mother diagnosed to sexually assault her multiple times. And this is according to uh, Entertainment Tonight. She told the former late show host her stepfather allegedly attempted to break down her bedroom door, forcing her to escape through her window. The degenerate mother didn't eventually leave her husband, who is now he, she did eventually leave him, her husband, who is now deceased, after he kept changing his, story, his side of the story. But the comedian says she still wishes her mother believed her. While the story is not an easy one to open up, the the multiple Emmy Award winner said that she is speaking publicly about it to help other victims of sexual assault come forward. The interview which drops on Streamline platform with the show's second season, which starts Friday, is not the first time the star has spoken out about the alleged abuse. She revealed the story in a 2005 interview with Allure magazine and also spoke about it in a 2018 interview on her show with today's host, Savannah Guthrie, while discussing Dr. Christine uh, Blasey's Ford allegation against then-Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Um, Kanye West opened up about managing his mental health in an upcoming interview with David Letterman as well. Um, he talks about uh, bipolar, his bipolar diagnosis, bipolar disorder, and this is what Kanye uh, said. He said, quote, you have this moment where you feel everyone wants to kill you. You pretty much don't trust anyone. And uh, when you're in this state, you're hyper paranoid by everything, everyone. This is my experience. Other people have different experiences. Everyone now is an actor. Everything's a conspiracy. You feel the government is putting chips in your head. You feel you're being recorded. You feel all these things, unquote. The conversation kicks off the second season of Letterman's Netflix series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, which debuts on Friday. West recount being diagnosed with bipolar disorder two years ago and described his experience with an involuntary psychiatric hold in 2016. Um, he, he even talks about the moment when he was handcuffed. He said um, uh, that they had handcuffed him, they had uh, drugged him, they, they, put, they put him in bed, and they separated him from everyone he knew. And he said, quote, that's something that I'm so happy that I experienced myself so I can start by changing that moment, unquote. Wes first shared his bipolar di- di- disorder, di- disorder diagnosis in 2018 on his album, Yay. He referenced uh, talking, uh, taking medication to treat his condition in his conversation with Letterman. And uh, he also talks about um, if you don't take your medication every day, you, 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 you're kept at a certain state. You have the potential to ramp up. And it, at, at one time he said that uh, it can take you to a point where you, can't, you can even end up in a hospital. And you start being acting erratic. This is what he was saying when he was on TMZ. Remember when he was on TMZ? And he said in reference to his impromptu visit to the Celebrity Gossip website headquarters, which sparked headlines. Remember, that was the time when he was talking about about slavery and slavery was a choice. That's the, the moment that he's talking about. So... 
I'm glad Kanye West got the help that he needed because he was getting, he was bugging out, and everybody was talking about it. Um, that he need, and I've been saying as long as I had the show that the there was that something was going on with Kanye and that he needed needed help. And now he finally got the help, and we finally know what it what it is. So good for him. Um, Sharon Osbourne mental health has been tested by her husband Ozzy Osbourne recent fall, insisting she can't take it anymore. She can't take it anymore. The bad luck. The heavy rocker was forced to cancel a string of shows at the beginning of the year after falling uh, failing, falling sick with the flu, and then a tumble at his home. Uh, dislodged and and at his home, and they had dislodged metal pins in in him, and they had insert they had it inserted following like some all-terrain vehicle accident that he had several years ago, and he had to uh, scrape all his 2019 farewell tour dates. Now his manager and wife, Sharon, who recently revealed that her, her battle with depression led to a suicide attempt three years ago, and she's at her wit's, wit's end. Uh, she spoke about it, uh, about her uh, herself and her husband's health woes on the TV show The Talk on Monday, and she said that it's been a tough year for her, dealing with her husband's illness and his accident, and it's been tough for everyone, and she just can't take it anymore. She also had to deal with the end of her son Jack Osborne marriage to Lisa Stelly, but admitted on the talk that she's proud of the way he conducts himself. You know, this is very interesting because there was a, a, a report that recently came out how um, mar- uh, women who never been married, never had children, were hap- were the happiest, and that the only people that benefit in for benefit from marriage is men. Uh men tend to uh are happier, they tend to uh take care of their health better when they're married and they live longer. Whereas women they their health starts to decline, um, they're not as happy. Um uh, and they also talk about um how their the health dwindles down, you know, because they, they women take the burden of all the family issues and matters, whether it's the husband, the children, just life in general, and that takes a toll on women who are married with kids. So Sharon Osborne confessing about, you know, being tested by her hus- husband's issues and her children going through their issues um, is taking a toll on her. And this was just one example of what that report was talking about, that men tend to benefit being married and women tend to, you know, we we get, we're not getting, we're getting like the short end because we're not, we're the ones that's kind of suffering. Whereas single women who don't have kids, who've never been married, they tend to uh, enjoy life a lot better. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Vast Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every Wednesday between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you are a registered listener here on BTR and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button 
on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. It's a fan page where I post some of the latest entertainment stories from Hollywood. And some of the stories I talk about on the show, and there's some stories that I haven't gotten around to. So you can check us out on Facebook, again, at www.facebook.com slash That's Entertainment.Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. Lamar Odom has weighed in on the cheating drama surrounding Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. He sat down with Kevin Frazier of Entertainment Not Tonight for an interview where the 39-year-old basketball athlete thinks that his reality TV star, XY, deserved better than have a man cheat on her before taking shots at the Canadian star over what he has done. Deming the whole drama a bad situation, Lamar dishes. He's opening up about how he said that she doesn't deserve that. Uh, he said that she's a beautiful person from the inside out, and he described uh, Tristan Thompson as a man being as stupid as he was. It was and being making bad decisions. He said uh, he is referring to his own infidelity during his. Uh, time his marriage with Chloe, which lasted for more than five years. Chloe and Tristan, who share a daughter named True Thompson together, broke up early this year after she found out that he kissed Jordan Woods at a house party behind her back. Their messy split is documented in the season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Lamar and Chloe themselves tied the knot in September of 2009 after a month of dating. Their marriage was full of up and down, something that the former detailed in his newly released memoir, Darkness to Light. He claimed in the book that Chloe once beat the crap out of a stripper after forcing her way into his hotel room. Additionally, he claimed that he once threatened to kill Chloe uh, while he was on drugs. Besides opening up about his marriage to Chloe, Lamar also detailed his battle with substance abuse in the book, including recalling the night he overdosed at the uh, Love Ranch brothel in October of 2015. Surprisingly, he said that he did not take any drugs that night, accusing the owner of the brothel of trying to kill him by possibly poisoning him. And he also talks about in the book about the the, the number, the numerous abortions he paid for, you know, just going out there, having sex with all kind of women, all a uh, hue of women, and end up paying with for all these abortions. I mean, he gets really candid uh, about his life. So, yeah, the book is called um, Darkness to Light. It's Lamar Odom's uh, newly released memoir. Also this week, uh, O.J. Simpson, former manager, is shopping a documentary that explored the theory that the former NFL star didn't act alone when he allegedly murdered Nicole Brown and her friend Ronald Goldman over two decades ago. Now, Simpson had at least one accomplice, Norman Party, no, Party, no, sorry, Norman Pardo, told the New York Post page six, 
As previous reported, uh, Pardo had been working on a documentary about the 1994 slaying that he has been pitching to various cable and streaming networks. In the doc titled Who Killed Nicole, Pardo talked about a conversation he had with Simpson who told him about the affair he had with Chris Jenner. In the early 1990s, O.J., along with Chris, her husband at the time, Rob Kardashian, who was O.J.'s best friend, and Nicole Simpson were gathered in a jacuzzi while on vacation. When Rob and Nicole exit the hot tub, O.J. made his move on Chris. OJ's sexual encounter with Chris left her in so much pain afterwards that she needed to go to the hospital. You know, calling her, uh, he put it on her, calling her the B word, and uh, he he she had to go to the hospital. Um, uh, she even said to OJ, you know, she didn't feel too good. Could you take me to the hospital? This was alleged, and he said, no, why don't you have Rob take you? That's, that's what O.J. told Chris. Um, Pardo believed that the affair caused a great divide within both couples' rec, uh, retros, uh, respective relationships. Uh, shortly after the incident, Robert and Chris filed for divorce in 91, and the Simpson called it quits a year later. Simpson previously shut down rumors suggesting that uh, he's the father of Chris' daughter, Chloe Kardashian. Meanwhile, Pardo says that those involved in the documentary believe they could not only prove Simpson was involved in their deaths, but that the Juice Man had someone else who, with him who, added, who aided and abated him. And this is according to a Page Six report. Um, Janet Jackson has stunned fans by revealing she and music icon Stevie Wonder are third cousins. That's right. Jackson dropped the bombshell during an interview with a BBC reporter. She said, quote, people don't know this, but Stevie is actually our cousin on my mother's side. We don't talk about it, but, yeah, he is. Um when the radio host expressed disbelief, asking Janet if anyone else knew that the two legends were related, she said that only one person in the family that started talking about it, and this was a couple of years ago, but she did confess that Stevie is really her cousin. And this is not the first time Jackson had mentioned her blood relationship to Wonder. During the 2011 NAACP Award, she mentioned Stevie being her cousin while on stage, recognizing his legacy and contribution to music. In related news, Jackson kicked off her metamorphosis residency last weekend at Park Theater at Park at MGM in Las Vegas. Jackson metamorphosis residency is currently slated to run through August 10th. And uh, make sure you check it out. And so far, a slew of celebrities have checked out the residency. So, uh, yeah, they said Janet is turning it out out there. Also, um, this week, uh, and this is interesting, um, for anyone who's been racially profiled um, while you're being uh, in the store shopping, um, one R&B singer that happened to her um, And you never guess who I, Well put it this way Rihanna Has sent fellow singer SZA a gift card For her Fenty Beauty collection After she was mistaken For a potential shoplifter While browsing a California Makeup store 
the uh, all the stars hitmaker was trying to stock up on products from Rihanna's popular cosmetic line, Fenty Beauty, at a Calabasas branch uh, at Sephora on August, uh, April 30th, when the 28-year-old allegedly found herself being racially profiled. Now, SZA posted on Twitter after the rude encounter, saying, quote, uh, LMAO, Sandy Sephora, location 614 Calabasas, called security to make sure I wasn't stealing. Then SZA added, can a B buy her Fenty in peace or what? Rihanna has since heard all about the incident and decided to show SZA some love by treating her to a free shopping spree. SZA shared a photo of the handwritten message she had received from the Umbrella Singer on her Instagram story timeline over the weekend of May 25th to the 26th. It read, quote, go buy your Fenty Beauty in peace, sis, one love, unquote. Expressing her gratitude for the kind gesture, SZA captioned the post saying, quote, thanks, queen, adding a series of heart emojis. Oh, that was so nice of Rihanna. I mean, here SZA going to Sephora, buying her Fenty cosmetics, and she's and she's being profiled uh, for, you know, look like she was buying so much that she looked suspicious. That That's kind of messed up. So, uh, I, I, you know, once again, Rihanna's my girl, and I'm so glad that Rihanna said, you know what, sis, here's a, here's a, a, a gift card on me. Buy, buy you some Fenty Beauty on me. Right now we got 24 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, coming up uh, in the next half hour... Um, we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about uh, Meek Mills. He is lawing, uh He's getting his lawyer to move forward with the racial discrimination lawsuit against that Las Vegas hotel. I'll tell you more about it. Also, uh, R. Kelly uh, accusers are reportedly set to testify before a federal grand jury in Chicago later this week. I'll tell you about the latest. Also, um, it seems like the Real Housewives of New York, Luann, is uh, facing some legal drama again. Uh, she recently escaped jail time when she uh, she failed to, she violated her probation, in other words. So we're going to be talking about that. And um, Adam Levine is just announced his departure from The Voice. However, a new report suggests that the Maroon 5 frontman, who has been on the show as a coach for 16 seasons, uh, is always welcome to be back. I'll tell you more about that, all those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Come on, tell me now. Straight shooter for me. Yeah, we have a game. Tell me, get them, then I'm done. I'm in a problem, but you ain't one. It's so high, and I don't see what's going down. You say it in my life. Keep it in your life. Got me preaching dirty words. And I need it all night. We all know what we want. Every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 29 minutes left remaining in the show. And speaking of Scissor, that was Scissor with DJ Khaled in the song Just Us from his new album, Father of Assad. 
before we went to the music break, I was telling you about R. Kelly. Uh, R. Kelly's sex crime accuser are reportedly set to testify before a federal grand jury in Chicago, Illinois this week. The I Believe I Can Fly hitmaker has pleaded not guilty to 10 felony aggravated sex abuse charges for allegedly assaulting four victims, three of whom were underage at the time. He's also facing the federal grand jury probe. Sources connected to the investigation tell the website The Blast that witnesses arrived in the city on Tuesday, May 28, to give testimony to to the grand jury. Questioning will reportedly focus on allegation Kelly and his entourage transported underage girls across the U.S. with a view to bringing federal charges of sex trafficking and child exploitation. Exploitation. Uh, Kelly was charged with the with 10 abuse felonies in February, but officials are reportedly close to filming, uh, filing indictments against the singer in the Southern District of New York and the Northern District of Illinois and plan to rely on the grand jury testimony. According to the Blast, plane tickets, text messages, and receipts, which allegedly prove his team bought flights for underage girls, have been collected as evidence. Investigators from New York also traveled to Atlanta, Georgia, to collect testimony for the federal case. The blast sources believe that indictment will be handed out shortly after his accusers have testified in Chicago. The 52-year-old has been dogged by allegations of underage sex for years and was acquitted on child pornography charges in 2008. However, he came under renewed scrutiny in 2017 after BuzzFeed News published parents' allegations he had brainwashed their daughters into a sex cult. More women, including his ex-wife, Andrea Kelly, has since accused him of abusive behavior and took part in the investigative documentary series, Surviving R. Kelly, which aired in January. He denied all the charges and sexual abuse allegations. And Meek Mill's lawyer is going to move forward with his racial discrimination lawsuit against Las Vegas hotel bosses who refused the rapper entry. Cosmopolitan Hotel Chief denies the rapper a sweet fare over the weekend, apparently because he had been involved in an altercation on the premises. His lawyer, Joe uh, Takapina, has demanded proof of the past altercation and now tells TMZ.com he will seek heavy monetary damages for lying and humiliating Meek and will file a lawsuit this week vowing to take his hotel down because of what they did. Uh, Takapina alleged there's a list of black rappers who are uh, barred from a group of Vegas hotel claiming he already identified two other hip-hop stars, Yo Gotti and Blockboy JB, who are not allowed in certain Sin City establishments. Meek's uh, Meek real name is Robert Reed Meek Williams, and his entourage uh, planned to attend DJ Mustard's gig at the Cosmopolitan Marquee Nightclub on Saturday, but were met by security staff as they arrived and told if they left their vehicle, they'll be arrested for trespassing. According to TMZ editors, hotel officials had blamed their refusal to allow Meek in on the nightclub being full. However, that version of the event contradicts a video obtained by the outlet showing a security guard says that the rapper was being denied entry due to a previous incident. The footage showed Meek uh, 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 asking or querying the decision and asking when any altercation took place, but being told to have his team pursue the management as it, it was bigger than the members of staff concerned. 
Another video obtained by TMZ showed that the 32-year-old uh, asking to grab food in the hotel, but again being told to stay in the car and leave. The lawsuit will allege racial discrimination under state and federal law, as well as defamation. And this is not the first time. I think there was another incident where uh, Meek Mills was denied uh, entry. I think there was another incident, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like Luann de, de La Sets Legal, legal drama will affect her gig on The Real Housewives of New York City. The reality TV star recently escaped jail time when a Palm Beach County, Florida judge let it slide after she violated her probation by drinking alcohol. However, it seems like she can't breathe a sign of relief just yet. According to Radar Online, producers of the Bravo series are re really considering letting her go because she had become a huge liability. A source continues saying, quote, that she thinks that she is invincible, and producers are really starting to think that being on the show is just making her problems worse, unquote. However, the rumors have been debunked as sources close to the production claim to uh, TMZ that Luann's status on the show is far from being in jeopardy. In related news, Luann, who was released after being taken into custody on May 23rd for violating her probation, is said to be not happy with her new probation. The reality TV star was arrested and charged with battery, trespass, and occupied structure and disorderly intoxication in Palm Beach, Florida back in December. She pleaded guilty to all three charges as part of a plea deal and was put on probation. Last month, the Florida Department of Correction accused her of not taking her probation seriously after her probation officer reported that she tested positive for the presence of alcohol as evidenced by a failed remote breath test on a breathalyzer. The cabaret star later admitted to drinking two glasses of mimosa after a performance she had in Chicago. In addition, she failed to provide sufficient documentation of a completed AA meeting. Wow. Joe, uh, I'm sorry, John Boyega, you know him from, um, the, from the Star Wars, the new Star Wars series, well, he has slammed a scene from Spike Lee's series, She Gotta Have It, in which the lead character criticized black British actors. The second season of the Netflix series, which is based on Spike's critical acclaimed 1986 movie of the same name, debuted, debuted on, he, debuted, it came on May 24th. And some viewers were left upset by a scene in which the lead character, artist Nola Darlin, played by Dewana Wise, dismissed black British actors as cheaper and categorized black British, British, uh, black British actors as suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. That's what she said, or black British. She said, quote, black British actors need to fall back and fall away from taking all of our roles, like we have dope, talented, trained, qualified black actors right here in the States. But at the end of the day, black Brits just come cheaper, unquote. Now, Star Wars actor John Boyega tweeted a response to that clip of that scene, which had been circulating online, labeling it, trash. The dialogue infuriated viewers, which many t uh, taking Spike to task on social media. Spike was unrepentant, writing on his Instagram account in response to one critic, saying truth hurts. He then directed fans to Google Guardian March 2017 British actor David 
uh, Hareswood. It says, fact, an interview with The Guardian in which the Homeland star argues that black British may be better suited to some parts because they are not burdened by what's in the history books, unquote. So in other words, he's saying that, and this is coming from a British actor, David Hardwood. He said that the reason why we're, black British actors are suited for uh, roles in America or, or roles that should be going to black American actors because we certain roles they they will take with no problem. We're so caught up. American blacks are so caught up with uh, American history and what we had, we went through in this country and our ancestors and slavery and all that, that that's why we, we are able to take these roles. And according to uh, the Wanda Wise character, Nola Darling, she's saying that, you know, every time you turn around, there's a movie, there's a show where it features a, 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 a British actor. But in other words, these are not her words. These are because Spike Lee wrote the series. He wrote the movie. He wrote the show. So the words are really coming from Spike Lee. Maybe Spike Lee has something against black British actors. It seems that way because the way he writes it in the script. And but and then the part about the reason why they, you know, they'll hire a British black actor over over an American black actor is because they, they you know, they maybe they, they're cheaper to hire them, you know, they, you know, whereas we demand more money, black American actors. So, um, yeah, it, it left a, um, it caused a very, it caused the Internet to get, get heated and into a discussion. Um, but you know, it, it and to, and for some people, it, the, they see the argument as being very dumb, you know, the irrelevant. But um, but this, that's just, the show. Um, she got to have it. You know, I never saw the movie version, but I have seen the Netflix series, series one, and I thought it was pretty good. I I, I enjoyed the show. Um. For all you guys who are a fan of love and hip hop, you know there's all different um, franchises. You got love and hip hop New York, love and hip hop Atlanta, Miami, and you got love and hip hop Hollywood. Well, one of the stars on that show, uh, love and hip hop Hollywood, Princess Love, she just made a shocking announcement on her Instagram account. The reality star revealed that she would not would not be returning for the next season of VH1 Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, and, and this is what she um, wrote late Sunday night. She said, "Quote: Thank you all of your thank you for all of your support over the years, but I will no longer be a part of Love and Hip Hop." Um, she said that um, that she, in other words, she didn't even provide any further explanation as to why she decided to exit the reality show. Uh, as for the caption, Prince Princess only left a heart emoji. Now, fans seemingly were being supportive for the wife of Ray J uh, decision. 
Uh, one of the fans wrote in the comment in the comment section. They said, "Quote: You are a mom now. Good choice." Another comment read, "Good sis. That show is toxic." Another user wrote, "Happily married with a baby. That show doesn't like the that kind of energy." Rumor has it that Princess is fired from the show because she does not have a storyline. Additionally, she is said to be asking producers to give her minimal drama if she does return and planning to bring it all of the Norwoods to the show. The idea is allegedly rejected because it will cost the show too much. It remains to be seen if Ray J will still star in the next season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood or if if he's walking away from the show as well. This arrived after Princess and Ray J celebrated their daughter, Melody Love Norwood, first birthday at Disneyland. Princess shared an adorable photo of the baby looking all happy at the theme park. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when I come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day. Stay tuned. No, no, no. 
Pepper, Ty Teagan are set to headline a new TV court comedy. Christy Court will feature real cases taken to small claims court and presided over by the model who will serve as the judge while her mother will serve as a bailiff. The Bizarre series will air on the streaming service Quibi or Quibi. And the first look at Star Trek uh, Picard has found its way out online in the form of first teaser trailer. CBS All Access released the footage on Thursday, May 23rd, featuring Patrick Stewart reprising his iconic role of John Luke Picard. The one-minute teaser opens with Picard working at the vineyard. The video concludes with uh, Picard making an appearance while looking sober. Fans of Star Trek may remember that Picard family owned a vineyard. It was featured in the season four episode of Next Generation titled Family. In addition to the series finale, All Good Things, it seemed like he returns to the vineyard after leaving Starfleet behind. Set in the year 2399, Star Trek Picard takes place 20 years after the event of Star Trek The Next Generation. The the Tyler character was last seen in his final canon appearance in 2002, Star Trek Nemesis. Joining Patrick on the series are Allison Pill, uh, Michelle Hurd, and Evan Evagara. Also among the cast members are Santiago Cabrera and Harry Treadaway. CBS All Access has yet to set a release date for Star Trek Picard. And Daniel Craig has returned to the set of Bond 25 after injuring himself while filming in Jamaica earlier this month. The 51-year-old actor was spotted back in the U.K. at Pinewood Studio in Buckinghamshire early this week. Craig, however, seemed to be still struggling with his injury. He was seen holding on to the door of a trailer while stepping out on a, out of a van. It's not clear if he was filming for the next Bond movie that day or if he was just observing while filming continues to go on without him. Craig injured his ankle during filming in Jamaica following the incident. A shoot uh, planned for Pinewood Studio near, near London was canceled, but filming had been back on track without the British hung as he's given some time off to recover from his injury and surgery. The studio has assured that the film remains on track for the same release date in April of 2020. Carrie uh, Joji Funkanada is serving as director for the film. And uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie about the security guard caught up in the 1996 Olympic bomb drama has been saved by the studio bosses behind The Mule after Disney executives dropped the project last week. Warner Brothers chief will now bankroll the Ballard of Richard Jewell's Uh, after acquiring the rights from Fox Disney. Eastwood has signed on to direct the film about Jules, who was wrongly accused of planting the bomb he found in a bag at the Atlanta Olympics in Georgia. He was initially identified as a hero who had saved countless lives, but then the local media reported he was being considered a suspect. Jules was clear of the charges three months later. Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio will previously attached to Star, but they will now produce the movie Warner Brother Bosses have picked up alongside Eastwood. Eastwood's last collaboration with Warner Brothers, The Mule, was a hit, scoring $172 million at the worldwide box office, and this is according to Variety. And Disney have once again conquered North American box office with Aladdin, the musical fantasy film directed by Guy Ritchie, topped the chart with an estimated $86.1 million over its first three days during Memorial Day weekend. The live-action remake of Disney 1992 animated classic 
surpassed the studio projection, which were in the 75 million to 85 million range. Internationally, the movie has generated 121 million in 56 markets, bringing its current global total to 207.1 million. Following at the next three spots are Holdovers, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, Avengers Endgame, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Last week, champion the John Wick threequel is down at number two with an estimated $24.4 million. Endgame, also from Disney, has added approximately $16.8 million to its domestic growth for a global total of $2.7 billion so far. Pikachu also falls one spot to number four with approximately $13.3 million. At number five, it's newcomer Brightburn, which debuted to an estimated $75 million, I'm sorry, $77.5 million in North America. The horror movie, which is produced by Gardens of the Galaxy director James Gunn, is predict- predicted to finish the four-day weekend with $9 million. Another new release, Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial debut, Booksmart, debuted slightly below Brightburn at number six with approximately $6.5 million. And Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. The 76-year-old actor who had portrayed the fictional archaeologist since 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark had made it clear that no one should replace him in the role, even when he's unable to do so. Making an appearance on NBC's Today to talk about his new movie, The Secret Lives of Pet 2, on Friday, May 24, the veteran movie star was asked who should replace him in future Indiana Jones movie when he's done with the role. He told host Craig Melvin, quote, I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy, unquote. In the past, the, the, uh, there was a rumor that Chris Pratt might lead the franchise in a potential reboot. When addressing speculation, Ford seemed to mix the Guardian of the Galaxy actor with another Chris in Hollywood, Chris Pine. Ford previously rejected the idea that he passed the torch to Shia LaBeouf, Mutt Williams, when the character was introduced in 2008's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Steven Spielberg, who directed all four films of the franchise, has confirmed that there would be Indiana Jones 5 with Ford reprising his role, though the project has been long in dormant. The director said in 2015 that he would not recast Indy. Wow, I hear that. Harrison Ford said there's only one Indiana Jones, and that's me, and nobody's going to replace me. Miranda Lambert, Casey Musgrave, and Brookton Dunn will be recognized during the 2019 Academy of Country Music Awards ceremony in Nashville, Tennessee this summer. Brookton Dunn and Martina McBride have been named the 2019 recipient of the ACM Cliffy Stone Icon Award, while Musgrave will be hailed as the 2019 ACM Jim Reed International Award winner in recognition of her efforts to promote and spread country music throughout the world. Lambert, the most awarded artist in ACM award history with 32 wins will be the recipient of the Gene Weed Milestone Award, which recognizes a specific unprecedented or outstanding achievement in the field of country music. Meanwhile, Rodney Crowell, uh, Crowell, uh, Crowell, Kai Fleming, and Billy Joe Shaver will all 
received the ACM Poet Award, and Bradley Cooper 2018 movie musical A Star Is Born will be celebrated with the 2019 Tex Ritter Film Award, while Shane McGandy was previously announced as the recipient of the 2019 ACM Songwriter of the Year Award. The prize giving will take place at the Ryman Auditorium on August 21st. And, uh, Rocker Tom Morello has urged Rage Against the Machine fans not to hold their breath for another reunion, insisting there are no plans to regroup. The Political Rock Act last performed together at the L.A. Rising Festival in 2011, prompting fans to dream about new music and a possible tour, but it hasn't happened. Instead, the guitarist uh, formed Prophet of Rage with his bandmate Tim Comerford and drummer Brad Wilk and rap icon Chuck D and Be Real. In a new interview with Hard Drive Radio Morello made it clear there's nothing on the horizon for his former band. And Miley Cyrus highly anticipated EP finally has an official release date and is coming sooner than expected. It was announced on Monday, May 27th that the former Disney darling She Is Coming project would arrive on May 31st via RCA Records. Accompanying the announcement was a cover art for the EP as well as a couple of teasers. Miley began teasing She Is Coming project earlier this month when she posted a teaser on social media. And during her set at the BBC Radio 1 Big Weekend in Middlebrough, England, over the weekend, the Malibu singer teased three new songs rumored to be titled Mother Daughters, Catitude, and Dream. The second song particularly stood out more than the rest due to her name-dropping Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. She Is Coming will be followed up to Miley's sixth studio album, Younger Now, which hits the uh, stores on September 29, 2017, receiving generally mixed reviews from music critics. The 11-track record debuted and peaked at number five on Billboard 200 with 45,000 equivalent album units. It marked her lowest peak and her smallest first-week sales in the United States. And the Spice Girls continue to battle sound issues as they continue their reunion tour in Cardiff, Wales on Monday. Fans were less disappointed during the opening night of the group Spice World 2009 tour in Dublin, Ireland on Friday when they put uh, Croke Park technical engineers on blast on social media for ruining their experience at the band's first comeback show with many walking out because they couldn't hear any of the star's vocals. Mel B. addressed the backlash on Instagram over the weekend, pledged to ensure the problem was sorted out in time for the wannabe hitmaker's next gig in uh, Cardiff. However, it appeared that they, uh, they weren't fixed completely as a string of attendees took to Twitter after Monday's performance at Principality uh, Stadium to complain about the sound quality once again. A third crowd member was even more enraged and demanded that Mel B., Mel C., Emma, and Jerry issue a formal apology. Reports suggest that ticket holders with seats located on the floor were the ones mainly affected by the tech issues, although the pop stars and venue representatives have yet to comment on the claim. The Spice Girls are next due to hit the stage in Manchester, England tonight. Well, uh, that will do it uh, for me for this week. Oh, and there's one more story. Um, Ariana Grande uh, is devastated after she postponed her Tuesday night concert in Tampa, Florida, due to illness. The hitmaker took to Instagram um, 
hours before showtime to announce that her gig would no longer be going ahead as planned. Her condition had also forced her to pull the plug on the next stop of her sweetener tour in Orlando tonight. Ariana, who hails from Florida, went on the vow saying, quote, that she will make it up to her fans and to forgive her. She loves her fan and she will be back and better than ever as soon as possible. Promoters at Live Nation had already rescheduled the two shows for November. Ariana's next concert are due to take place in Miami on Friday and Saturday. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. 